This is Kevin Herter. This is Melo Trimble. This is Lonnie Bass. This is Scott Van Pelt. This is Stefan Day. This is Chris Knocky. This is Johnny Holiday. This is Walt Williams. This is Mark Turgeon. This is Gary Williams, and you're listening to IMS Radio. It's Tonga by Lois, circling out of the pocket again and sprinting down the sideline. He's got Funk in front of him and a touchdown. He's got 18 points. Four seconds. It would have been good from 65 out. He nailed that football. It was Brad Craddock with the game winner. A 43-yard field goal with 51 seconds to go. And Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. That assist gives him a triple-double for Vasquez. The first in 22 years. To the corner, Vasquez. What a crazy, crazy couple of weeks since we've last done our show. It seems like the entire basketball roster is going to be completely new next year. New coach. What is going on, Paul? I mean, it's it's this is college basketball now. I mean, you've got a situation where you've got a coach who got his extension but still lost an assistant coach. So you got a new guy coming in. You've got a roster that's going to – I mean, typically, I think Maryland, Maryland lost what you know four guys, four or five guys last year, maybe more than that. And I think from now on, with basically free agency in college basketball, you're just going to see these rosters turn over like crazy with guys going to get a look at the NBA, guys deciding to transfer off, guys who want to go take a look at the NBA, but maybe come back, but then maybe go somewhere else. I don't know. It's the wild west, <laughs> man. No more sell. It's Anybody? it's. It's wild. I mean, that, that's a new one. That was the one. I mean, and again, Darren Marcel, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, big fan of the show, I love you. Do whatever you, you want to do, brother. You've earned it. But that shit was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I want to get checked out by the NBA, but I might come back. But I might also transfer somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but luck, last Darren. year, you said four or five last year. This year, it's eight. Yeah. If Ayala, Wiggins, and Marcel don't come back, well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think, I think at least, at least one or maybe two of those come back, right? But, but yeah, I guess the possibility is out there. All right. Well, anyway, it's been a crazy two weeks since the last time we did our show, and so I wanted to just first start off by saying that the other thing that's a little odd is is that we're obviously only audio today. We're not doing video, and that is my fault. So everyone can blame me. But also, they may be thankful for that because they don't have to see my fat face <laughs> in the in the YouTube video. It's my fault. I do a lot, a lot of testing before we do any live show, a lot of it. And I was not able to do any of that today. So we are just 
going with audio only to prevent any kind of major errors. I don't, I don't want any of that to happen. So my those, fault. Those tools put up with us just on podcasts for six years. They can do it for one more week. Yeah, really. And like, yes. And like I said, maybe they're happy about it because they don't have to see my fat neck. Ever since we have been doing the video, I have been, let's say, a little unhappy with my appearance. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think that's everybody in this COVID era, or almost everybody, not those awful high achievers who've been like going to the gym every day and learning how to play the ukulele yeah do, doing their like their rocky four workouts in the siberian yeah. wilderness right yeah well look rest- i've been i've been doing productive stuff i just haven't done that i've been writing a musical kicks ass by the way yes a musical. Wait, well, hold, on, hold on hold on you're writing a musical yes what are you, fucking lin-manuel Miranda over here? he's doing he's definitely doing this just because he wants to have his son star right this is a this is like uh, like the lavar lavar ball of theater no 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 well it'd be that's great a baller, if that's did. a baller move that of course if ever it went to that point then yes of course i would pull any things i needed to <laughs> for my son but i was a music composition major in college it's what i did and i still do to this day and you guys have heard some of my stuff some to some to uh some of it has been well-received. Some of it has been laughed at, as you know. Uh, IMS radio set to the tune of Let It Go. The, uh, the universally the world, we know it was straight fire. Yes, people yeah, like that one. They that liked one. My, my bashing of Matt Norlander. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> that was fun. That was but, yes, anyway, the point is, people do is not it, is, is it Is it a musical about, like, the history of the suck board? Because... <laughs> Like, I feel like I need that in my life. You know, it's not. But in the time of COVID, when people are trying to collaborate online, that could actually be kind of a neat twist. And you have people basically in Windows, like a Zoom window, coming in, doing their parts. Anyway, that might be kind of a neat idea. But no, it's not. Hoagie's song is like a, you know, single female ballad. (laughs) Like that sung like oh my god solo in the candlelight. I just realized we've got to do this now. Like yeah. we were just we were just talking about off season shows that we need to do. One of them's got to be the Inside Maryland Sports Musical. Now that's what it's got to be. Yeah, we've got to have everybody's got their theme song. Or we could we could we could challenge people to write a theme song about each host. Like I gotta like make the people do it. I got a, a suite for the Howard game as part of a, just a little trade-off at Maryland. So you can, you know, obviously you guys are invited as others will be. So maybe you can debut these songs at our little party. Look at this baller I, over here. I, I am definitely in. in. It's not I'm that definitely baller. in. It's not that baller when it's the Howard game. but still. It is baller because <laughs> it's a suite and my name is on one of those tickets. So right now. But we Absolutely. talked about – it's also going to be hot as balls because it's like early September. So yeah, I'm all in on that. But we'll be in the shade in the suite. Yeah, and and maybe I'll get my uh, my bottle of scotch for uh, Lorenzo Harrison not currently owning the oh, Russian yeah. record in Maryland. There you go. Yes, but well, you'll get it before that because I'm not like I didn't forget. You know, I know you you haven't forgotten. But the week before that, I think it's the week before that West Virginia game. I wanted to, and we've been talking about that as a possibility for our first live on location show in three years or whatever. That's true. That's true. About that West Virginia week. 
I can't really see us doing it on the Howard week because it's Howard. So, Jeff, are you going to be coming back to the area twice in a row? It's possible. It's possible. Okay. Okay. We're gonna have to call. We're gonna have to call his people oh. and see if we can arrange that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yes. talk to my. So we, uh, we got off topic a little bit with the IMS Radio Musical, which I cannot wait for. That's going to be amazing, by the way. But we also talked about the fact that none of us like the way we look on our YouTube videos. We whoa, 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 whoa! Speak for yourself, buddy. I feel I'm feeling pretty good over here. <laughs> you you like the way you look? Yeah, I look excellent, man. Like chiseled fucking piece of man i cannot wait to see the comments in the thread on that one that'll be chiseled okay chiseled but we talked about doing a weight loss challenge as part of the show where the three of us on honor system because i'm not i'm so fat now i'm not telling you guys my weight it's embarrassing but we can do the we can do the Honor system weight loss challenge. Is there like a neutral third party, like <laughs> like maybe Larry's wife, because she already knows whatever it is, right? Uh, I mean, she is kind I, of an she's kind of like an auditor. Sort she's of. an accountant, right? So right. you know she is. Yeah, it'd be like you know Ernst and Young, how they like always make the envelopes for the Oscars and shit. Like that way, yes. you know you can we'll do a no. We'll do a press conference like they do before big UFC fights. Just show up in our <laughs> in our boxers. Stare each other down. Well, that that would take the uh, the whole YouTube live experience to a whole other place. Yeah, I'm not sure a happy place. Yeah. So the goal would be, if we're going to do that live on location show, versus West Virginia on September 4th, 135 days away, by the way, to lose the weight before that day. That would be the goal date in my yeah. mind. If we That's were fair. So. Is it, are we going to do like a competition or just? Yeah, competition, right? Well, I mean, you got to want it, right? By like, percentage of weight? Percentage? Uh, straight up pounds would be mine. Like, I, w- I was told there was no math. Um, oh, straight up pounds. Look, everyone here is over two bills, all right? We can, so we're, we're all close enough. I think you just do buy the pound. Yeah. All right. I will win because I got more poundage to lose. I will lose because I'm probably not going to bother, but I'm going to count anyway to see if just by like, you know, sweating enough during the summer playing softball and stuff that I can, I can still beat you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. When I was younger, I was surprisingly athletic. You guys don't believe me when I ever know. Hey, I remember, I remember a young Lawrence Terp uh, could hit, hit, hit a ball pretty hard. Did you go to that softball? Game? Yeah, man, I was there for that. Okay, that was, yeah, that we was had by fifteen years ago. Talking about was athletic. I spiked the game when I had the game-winning spike in the parents versus kids volleyball game last night. Shoved so. it in your kid's face. Yeah, and then my wife made me feel guilty for doing it afterwards. She's like, I don't know if I would have done that, but I don't know. I, thought, I I got to know how tall that net is, Jeff, because you're I mean, it wasn't a- like one of those spikes where your like elbow is at the the net and you're. All just right, I'm just saying because you're not a place. you're not a tall guy, is what I'm, I'm not saying. Not a tall man. I'm not a tall man. I do have I do have hops for a white guy, or at least I used to. I have hops now for an old white guy. Fair. It was a spike, semi, you know, hand above the above the top of the. All net. right, all right. I'll buy and it. I, I, made me I do not have me. hops. I- <laughs> I have I have a broken back. I do not. I cannot bend. I cannot jump. 
I can do nothing anymore. She gave me this guilt trip, and then I felt like Gaylord Fokker in Meet the Parents <laughs> when he spikes it in that girl's face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Jeff smashing it in your son's face. Nice. Yep. 100% no, good girl, parenting. My daughter. Oh, even oh, worse. Your daughter. Yeah. I'm coaching okay. her volleyball team. I'm I'm the John Wooden of volleyball, except I know like very little to nothing. Well, you're probably that. like the Gary Williams of volleyball. We're like, you know, I remember the story where like they made him coach soccer or something. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. Which yeah, I, I definitely I still I would give I would give anything to watch five minutes of Gary Williams trying to coach soccer. I, like, I can imagine him just yelling at everybody. Yeah. yeah it would have been great. It's funny. Yeah. Those stories he tells where he says he walked out and the players knew that like they knew more about soccer than he did. Like what a <laughs> weird situation. And he was like 25 years old at the time. He's like a pissed and, off New Jersey Ted Lasso. And you, like, it's not like he could look it up on Google at the time, like <laughs> soccer stuff. So he like probably had to go to the library. Well, that's what that's what my friend's dad had did when, when we were young. Nobody knew how to coach soccer, so like my friend's dad went to the library and got a freaking book about it. Like, talk about some old school stuff. I'd rather coach volleyball, to be honest. I cannot. I played soccer for years when I was a kid, but I cannot get down with soccer anymore. Like so many, I know a lot of people listening will probably hate on me for this because so many people love soccer now. I swear, in the past ten years, like everybody is a diehard soccer fan now. And uh, I just, it just, my eyes glaze over. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I've, 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 it's, you guys are soccer guys, right? Yeah, I'm, we're both pretty big soccer guys. But I'm also, like, I, I love it and I, I get it. And, like, I'm well past, like, the phase of the soccer guy who feels like they need to convince everybody else to get it. So, like, yeah, yeah, I'm very happy if you get it. I'm, and I'm perfectly fine if you don't and whatever, you know. Love, you know, let live at this point. Yeah, soccer guy can be a little bit, uh, I don't want to say preachy, but a little. When yeah. you start using like the, some of the lingo, that's when I really am like, oh, come, like, I don't even know. You know. Oh, I'm even like that, you know, talking you, you about. Call, do you call it the pitch? You don't call it the pitch, do you? No, you don't call it the okay. pitch. All right. Well, that's no. Something at least. And someone's fast. They're not pacey. Like, I mean, they're. Pacey. The, there you go. That's yeah, what this, I'm talking about. Like. Have some self-respect. We're Americans. You can be an American and still like soccer and use our words. Like, yeah. it's fine. People say that someone made a cheeky move or That's saying, right. I don't rate them. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yes. He backs right. He backs himself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You know you play a lot of FIFA yes. when you're in college, but <laughs> yeah. just stop the pretend yeah. soccer lingo. Well, you mentioned John Wooden that kind of, Brings it full circle back to our friend Matt Norlander, who said he oh. loved Purdue because of John Wooden. Oh, for fuck's sake, Norlander! I still cannot even. But I, I'm God, my blood pressure is raising just thinking about oh, that. Man. The minute he hung up, that was, <laughs> that was that's, that's a top five all time IMS radio moment right there. Oh yes, it was beautiful. I've, I, I haven't done much better. It's been downhill from there. Yeah, I would say that. Larry asking that recruit how big he's going to get. Uh, Walt, Walt, who never, who never came, who never came to Maryland. No, he went to West Virginia. Yep. West Virginia. Uh, Walt with the beeps, well, obviously. That's like number yes. one all time. Uh, Austin, Austin's got to be up there. Yeah, though, just the whole Austin episode. 
Um, if you, here you go, by the way, Paul, what did you say after Matt Norlander hung up? That guy's full of shit. There it was. Did you guys hear that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to, hang on, we're going to share audio. Let me try it again. That dude's full of shit. There you go. You hear I heard that one. Yes! Literally a half second after he hung up. And I knew it was true, but I'm like, oh, no, that guy works for CBS. Well, that, that's why I waited and didn't say it to his face. <laughs> because, like, it was the most preposterous argument I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it was. Uh... Like, like, I was waiting for him to be like, well, actually, the San Francisco Dons are clearly a better program than Maryland. It's like. Come on, man. San Francisco Dons. Yeah, well, they won, you know, three national championships in the 40s or some shit. Like Bill Russell, right? Lindsey Berger was the point guard before. Yeah, right. No, no, I think Bill Russell played there, right? San Francisco? I think so. Uh, Yeah. Oh, no. Was that Will Chamberlain? Or Bill Russell? Will Chamberlain was Kansas. Right. Will Chamberlain definitely played at Kansas. I think Bill Bill Russell was San Francisco. I don't know. Somebody did, and it doesn't matter because, (laughs) you know. But – Purdue is going to be one of the teams next year that's going to annoy the hell out of you, Paul, because you're going to hate – you hate. I know you've said this before, primarily because of Matt Norlander, but whenever Maryland loses to them, you hate it. It is an extra hate level, and they're going to be good. Yeah, so, they are going to be pretty good. Even Maryland's new revamped roster is going to have problems with it. Well, I mean, Purdue's not like a particularly hateable pro. You know, Painter's just you know, Painter's just a dude. You know, he's good. He's he's yeah, he's excellent. One of the most underrated in the country. Yeah, yes, I mean, he, he usually just shows up with a good team just about every year. And I got I, I you know there there have been plenty of of Big Ten programs that I am naturally angry at for various reasons, but you know, Purdue, it's really just the stupid Norlander thing. And that's yeah, they got to be fault. the least, least dislikable program in, in the Big Ten in basketball, right? I mean, Northwestern, I guess, just because you don't care. but Yeah, they don't even matter. Dislikable, good team anyways. Purdue just, you know. I'm trying they, to think. Like, they're they're fine. Like, everything about Purdue is fine. You know, yeah. like not like Iowa's got Fran McCaffrey's freaking annoying or, you know, a bunch of I don't, I don't hate Ohio State that much. Yeah. Purdue's I, just like I, your unassuming neighbor who keeps his yard immaculate yeah he keeps the property value up right but it's not really a not really a threat but you know but kind of keeps keeps everybody happy yeah they might be next year yeah there'll be a threat next year that's for sure yeah and even if maryland gets back their three potential returnees ayala wiggins and morsell making them a top five team in the country probably even if just two of them come back then Purdue's still going to be one of the big threats. Yeah, well, R.I.P. Larry trying to explain Jarius Hamilton's name all over again. That was a fun. That was a fun segment. Jairus. <laughs> Larry's had a lot of those over the years. I it can't be. It can't be Jarius. It's Jairus. It's like, well, dude, no, it's whatever he says, it is. I have not mispronounced his name on the show because Jeff and I talked about it beforehand, and I said the announcers call him Jarius. Yeah. But it's not spelled that way. But <laughs> no, it is I've, not. I have never mispronounced his name. I did pronounce when we very first started the show, the first couple episodes, I was calling the basketball coach Mark Turgeon. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, which, which really it probably initially is that, right? 
but yeah, like Pierre Turgeon, they don't call him Pierre Turgeon, the hockey player. That's a good pull. You know, very good, Jeff. Very good. So it is a it is a French name. We oui, we oui. yeah. As somebody else's, I mean, I don't have to tell you that, right, Larry? I'm not French. My my last name is actually German. It was Franz, and when the oh they changed my, it. Yes, when my ancestors. America. Yeah. Okay. In the eighteen, like late eighteen hundreds, I think my family came over, something like that. Yeah. I got, a, I got a buddy from college. Now that we're just riffing on shit, um, <laughs> I got a buddy in college whose who's last name was Yednock. And he's like, well, you know, our name was something else. But, you know, when we got to Ellis Island, you know, we were Bohemian and we spoke a weird language and they couldn't understand anything. So they asked for our last name. And, you know, my great grandfather said, I don't know, which in Czech is Yednock. And so oh, they wrote down Yednock. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. There you go. So you were all well, learning tonight. This is this is good. This yeah. is what the offseason shows are about. We just everybody's clicking. Everybody's clicking the X at the top of their screen oh, yeah. right now. But the, I mean, they're, they're learning stuff here. This is good. This education hey, programming. Hey, I stopped giving my little tidbits from the documentaries. We can go into that too if you want. Oh boy! Uh, yes. What's Larry yes. learning yes. about this week? It's the pen, he's still watching the pencil lead shortage of eighteen seventy two. No, I what I did. Andrew and I have been been binge watching Survivor. Oh my That's gosh. actually what I've been we've watching. Been doing the same thing. Really? Yeah. yeah so we love it. We're gonna apply. We're gonna apply to get on. Nice. It'd be fun to get on. Well, but that's one spe- way to lose some weight. Speaking of the of the interesting names, two uh, of Maryland's transfers have really good names: Kudis Wahab and Fats Russell. Those are gonna those are pretty good. And they're good players too. And then this week, the third transfer comes in, Ian Martinez. And that that kid really excites me because he has potentially four years left. And he was a really highly rated recruit last year and came on at the end of the year at Utah. I think he's gonna come in and be a factor in, in the eight man rotation next year, don't you, Jeff? Yeah, he's a big time athlete. I mean, he was the number sixty seven recruit in the country a year ago, which is higher rate, higher ranking than most of the roster right now. So he's talented. If you watch the video, he can jump out of the gym, uh, played well toward the end of last season. His stats started to climb and uh, Matt Brady, man, he's on fire. That was another Matt Brady recruit. He's gotten all three of these transfers. They've all been him. So with Wahab Russell Martinez, and then of course you got the three freshmen, still counting Graham as a freshman next year. Graham Cornish Reese, Reese, you've got Scott and Hart definitely coming back. That right now would be your top eight, your eight-man rotation. Then, of course, you have the three question marks. More so, most likely gone. Wiggins most likely gone, but maybe not on both. They might both might come back, possibly. And then Eric Ayala, who a higher chance than those. Any of those guys come in, you start having a really deep roster. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say right now what those guys are going to do. There's a real, I mean, there is a real chance you don't get any of the three back. I think odds, obviously, to me, anyways, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Ali, Ayala is the guy you got the best chance with coming back. If I had to absolutely guess right now, I'd say he comes back and the other guys don't. But um, 
going to be interesting. If you, if you did get all three, which obviously that's, you know, 20%, 30%, probably not even 30%. I mean, especially with Marcel, I feel like there's a good chance he just is going to begin his pro career. Uh, but if, yeah, if you got all three of those, that's a top five team. Clearly, to me, you're deep. You got guys at every position. You've got a ton of experience. And then you've got these freshmen who should be better bench players than what you had last year with Graham and Reese and Ike Cornish. So next, the, the only catch there, well, it's a good catch for me, I guess, uh, business-wise, is that you're going to have to wait a long time to find out. The deadline for them to withdraw from the draft is until like mid-July. None of the transfers can back out at this point. Is that correct? No. Uh, well, Martinez isn't signed yet, so technically he could, but that doesn't. The other two are signed, but I don't. Guys generally don't back out much. So, well, but this could be an extenuating circumstance. He comes into a program thinking there's ample playing time, especially in an eight-man rotation, and then all of a sudden, three more shooting guards come back to the program, oh, and he yeah, says. I'm sure with him committing, that pretty much means that the staff has told him what they expect. And they, they, there's a good chance they don't 100% know what's going to happen. But I'm sure he knows what the possibilities are. He knows who they feel like is likely to leave. So I, that's, I wouldn't worry about that one. Well, we All also right. got the, uh, the Hamilton deciding to leave like an hour before Martinez publicly uh, committed. So I, I – I would bet there were some uh, some arrangements being yeah, made behind I mean, the scenes. Some people at Maryland didn't even know that that was happening. Hamilton, uh, I, I mean that one came that one. You know, I've heard different stories about which side initiated him leaving him and Turgeon. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I think it was, you know, maybe we'll just call it mutual, but. Uh, I know a guy very close to him who didn't know it was coming and somebody at Maryland behind the program who didn't know it was coming. So that one came out of nowhere. I knew Martinez was coming as, you know, I'd, I didn't know all along. I won't try to pass off as I knew they were recruiting him hard all along because they kept that one pretty quiet. But uh, the Hamilton thing really escalated quickly. And so now you have another scholarship because otherwise Martinez would have been the last, taken the last one. So now they have a one more scholarship to work with which I assume yeah. me, I'm going for another big man, but yeah, but Hamilton was a really weird fit because he had the size of like four, but he played completely outside all the time. Yeah. Didn't want to oh, bang. Yeah. I almost feel like, and, and in a lot of ways, the new group of six fit way better than the last week, last group of six that le- really eight left because we talked about on the show, how they're all the same between, Six five and six seven, and they're all like wing two guardish type players. And now they've got actual point guards, actual interior players. And yeah. with Wahab, then you can push Scott to the four. How much better is Scott now at the four instead of the five? Reese coming in as a freshman is a big banger inside. So you've got him a little spell for both of those guys at the four and five. It feels so much better the construction of the team. Yeah, it's good to have flexibility and depth. I mean, they didn't have either one last year. No depth. Very, I mean, I guess technically they had flexibility because they were working in all the small ball, so they switched it up. But that was the least deep team that we've seen in a long time. So now this team is shaping up, even if you don't get those guys back. 
or even if you only get one back, shaping up to be maybe his deepest team that he's had. Which uh, is, you guys- hold on. That that's that, stop. <laughs> no? We don't. I mean, I I don't think we know. I think we know less about this freshman class than any freshman class that's ever showed up here. First of all, because a lot of these guys didn't play last year or played, you know, kind of condensed schedules and all over the place. I wouldn't expect that a lot of these guys are going to walk right in and, and, and become members of the rotation. I think it's worth noting that with Wahab, it kind of eliminates the ability for Turks to play that five out, which if you look back, he's played the last couple of years now since Bruno left. So if you're looking back at an offense that more resembles what they were doing when Bruno was here, you know, playing that version of the four is going to be a little bit different for someone like Scott. And I'm not sure if, you know, if you're looking at, it, it kind of depends on whether Reese can play or not. If Reese can play, then yeah, you've got another guy who can kind of, you know, stay low and, and plays like a traditional big man. But if you've got like James Graham as your backup four, that's, that's going to be a very different thing too. So I think I like the roster and I do think that it's, it's got a little more variety in what you can do with it. Um, but it is going to be a different type of basketball than we saw last year or last couple of years, really when, you know, last year when you had, um, you know, guys like Dante playing the five and then the year before when you had sticks doing it. So yeah, I think it might, it might, though, you, gotta, you gotta think these, even his best teams haven't, I mean, that 2015, 2016 team, his best team. They didn't exactly have a great bench. Yeah, and the one the breakout. I don't even remember. Uh, a couple right, years. but I'm but I guarantee you when we were talking about it before the season, we thought they'd have a good bench oh, with no. Dion Wiley and with uh, you know Saltor Nickens and yeah. But then yeah. I mean, you watch him play basketball. So I, I just I would just back the truck up on that one point because we've seen this movie before and it's it's never quite worked out as the way that we thought it would. I was trying to remember that team on some of those guys coming, but you got to get at least one of those guys back. Yeah. I think that's no, no question. You need one of those three, probably two. If you really talk in like a, you know, league contending kind of roster. Yeah. Yep. DeMonte Dodd was the backup center. Wasn't he? And on that team, I think he was, was he? Okay. and I was because I was trying. I was trying to go through my head as you guys were saying that. And the other name that flashed in my through my mind was Evan Smotrich, who I just remember oh. basically every show. Yes, that noise, Paul. You made uh. every episode. You hated that guy so much. And we used to talk about how He's the best player was, in practice, man. He he led the fast break, and how much you hated it <laughs> every time he led the fast break. He had the worst layup attempt, but I've attempt I've ever seen in basketball. I need to, I've looked for the video. I cannot find it. It was this crazy running finger roll that just like hit the top of the backboard. <laughs> I'll find it and post it. It was like know. Michael Scott in the office levels bad. It was worse. I mean, it was, just, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so bad. It was beautiful. <laughs> All right. I have fill in the blank at the end for you guys, but I got, I got two questions for you right now. That'll be kind of fun. The players that left from last year's team, if you count Ayala, Wiggins, Morsell as leaving, which they are at the moment, and then Hamilton, Smith, and Mona, and you can count Smart and Shulmerial too as well if you want. Those eight are out. In are Wahab, Russell, Martinez, Graham, Cornish, Reese. 
what group is better? The guys who are leaving versus the guys who are coming in. I mean, if all, all three yeah. of those guys leave, then I would probably say the guys leaving. No, but are more proven at this level. I mean, Wahab is semi-proven. Fats so is Russell. Fats Russell. Yeah, but he was in the A-10. I mean, he's he's definitely a good player, but he was in the A-10. He's not proven at this level. You so, could still be looking at a Rashad Pack kind of scenario where he's like fine, but not not maybe what you you know look at when you look at the stats. Yeah, but say Wahab and Russell are slightly not or about the same as two of those three as Ayala Wiggins and Marcel. The other guys that left, Hamilton, Smith, Mona, Smart, Shomariel are replaced by Martinez, Graham, Cornish, and Reese, which I think is better. Yeah. No, so right. as a whole, right. So that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a lot of that being uh, guys that are still unproven and that you hope will show up and be good versus guys who have pretty much proven that they're not very good. But the unproven guys are a lot more talented. Yeah. That, that Mona, Smart, Mariel. I mean, those guys. Smith. Hamilton, I mean. Yeah. I mean, James Graham is a legit talent. You know, he, he's he's a serious talent. Those other guys we'll see. I think Reese, everybody I talk to thinks Reese needs a few years to really be ready. But um, Cornish, I think, can play. So either way, when you compare them to guys like Mariel, which no offense to Mariel because he was an absolutely uh, joy joyful kid, just one of the nicest kid ever, but he couldn't play. You know, he, he just couldn't play. And uh, yeah. same thing with the Quan Smart. He, he couldn't play at this level. So I still maintain that Muriel has a shot to be a solid rotation player in a power five by his senior year. I've been saying that he could do that at Maryland. I um, bet you at Oregon State he does some stuff. I think it's a better fit because it's a finesse league. Yeah. You're not, you're not running into Coburns every week in the pack. Exactly. 17 or whatever they are. Cut. Cockburn. I think it's still like a capable, like <laughs> seven point seven rebound kind of guy. It's just the injuries got him, you know. Seven point seven rebounds, seven blocks a game. Let's well, just watch. Just watching that. Seven. Watching that, like seven four kid at what Purdue. is it, Iowa or Purdue? Purdue. Um, Purdue in the in the Big Ten tournament and the way that he moved and his ability to get up and down the court and. I mean, it's just night and day compared to Meyer Marial. Like when you've got those yeah. super tall guys, like either they've got that ability to kind of control their bodies and do what you need, or they don't. I mean, that's just there's nothing you can do about that. Okay, I got one more good one, but real quick, I just thought of Rivas. Is he going or staying? Has anybody heard anything about him? I've not heard a peep. I'm not sure he actually exists. Oh, yeah, I think he's a figment. <laughs> I think he's a figment of our imagination. Like. It, it's like I could some, open a spot too, by the way. Like we're we're part of some sort of like secret government experiment where they've like tried to convince all of us that this guy exists. He's he's Ivan Renko. Do you guys remember Ivan Renko? He was the somebody fabricated the name Ivan Renko as like a six ten center from somewhere in Europe. Oh yeah, it was like an NBA draft thing, right? No, no, it was a recruiting thing, and they okay. tricked they tricked all these recruiting analysts into ranking him. And he didn't I don't. Re- there was something similar in baseball where they had a pitcher supposedly throwing like 120 miles an hour. 120. Was, now that at least makes yeah. it a lot believable. 
I don't remember the exact name and exact details, but that happened in baseball as well. Okay, last thing for basketball to, before we get to the spring game in football. Jeff, right now, gun to your head, next year's starting lineup. What is it? Um, gun to my head, I will say Russell, Ayala, um, Scott at the four, Wahab, and then that other spot is like the big – question mark because i you know it's no secret i think wiggins is more likely to leave more cells unlikely to return the candidates at the three would be martinez graham hart right yeah i mean that's tough i would say unless you get a guy from the portal who can start probably hakeem hart. i don't know but he's not a small forward and neither is ayala even if you're playing small ball, I guess you could get away with. I mean, Hart is tall, but he's more of a guard. Yeah. Um, oh, what about yeah? You could conceivably put Scott at the three and James Graham at the four, you know, or vice versa. Both guys have perimeter skills. I think Graham's going to be really good. So that's what I would go with right now. Would be those five, but uh, it's not a perfect lineup. Hey, can so we, what, I, Larry? I don't want to hijack this topic, but um, Jeff. I have thoughts on the Graham situation only because, you know, he did play a little bit this season and Maryland's depth situation was so bad. I would think, and I would imagine a lot of fans out there would think, well, if Graham was actually any good, yeah, he would have got on the court more and he would have yeah. showed more when he got there. Uh, I think what's what's up with that is what is is what I'm saying. He got he looked different. You know, some guys just look different. You have the average kind of um, who who would be a good example. Um, I don't know. You have the average guy out there who's like a decent solid player, and then you have a guy who kind of jumps out at you. And there were a couple times where he went up for a rebound, and I was like, wait, who who was that? So he just is a little more dynamic than what they had. But Turgeon's so conservative with things like that. I mean, he didn't. Marcus Dockery was five of seven from three and he didn't play him all season because he didn't like his defense. Didn't think he had the awareness. Graham was the same thing. He came in. Uh, I mean, Graham told me he came in overweight and lost like 25 pounds during the season. Hmm. Came in at like 240 ish and was down to like 220 ish or 218 or something like that. So their whole plan was just to, let him learn the game and get in shape. I mean, there's definitely validity. You would think if he was a monster in practice or at least really good, he would play more. But I think some of it is just Turgeon being conservative with guys who he doesn't think know what he wants to do defensively, you know, who aren't pretty much perfect with that. I mean, there's some guys who just, I mean, the year before, it's not the same reason, but look at Ricky Lindo the season before he was like Docker. He had almost, I think the exact same three point shooting line as Dockery, like five for seven for the season, but still couldn't get on the court. And he looks pretty good, looked pretty good at GW from what I saw. Sometimes guys just either in the doghouse, which is not the case with Graham, or he just doesn't think they're ready defensively. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think he's the most talented of the freshmen. You know, isn't isn't there also though the like sort of social and group dynamic? where you've got a high school kid coming in trying to mesh with college players, men. Those well, guys are men. Because those guys were freezing him the hell out of the game. I mean, they would not <laughs> pass him the ball. It's, it's what I'm saying. So, like, 
that's probably part of it, right? Yeah. We yeah. next year he comes in with his boys, as he's told us on the show. He loves Cornish and Reese. And the six new guys coming in, eight guys going out, a brand new team, a brand new group dynamic that he could fit into and be a better piece, right? If you don't fit in socially and culturally and all that kind of stuff with the group, it's going to affect your ability to play. Yeah, it was striking. He didn't get much time, but in the time that he did get, it was striking how, how they would just avoid passing him the ball no matter what. So yes. there's something to that. Yeah, I, I just had to ask because I've heard that from friends and stuff too, so I just was kind of curious as yeah, to what your no, take on it was. Question. Why would you not try him when you have no depth? I guess we'll, we'll have to wait till next year to find out, but he's – I mean, there's a reason, you know, everybody was chasing – not everybody. It wasn't His recruitment wasn't at, like, the Kentucky – Duke level, but it was Michigan State, Auburn, Florida State, schools like that. Oh, yeah. Nobody could doubt him as a recruit. I'm just, you know, like I said, I just, that baffled me a little bit. Um, you know, and if we're going into the season kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, we're going to need this guy to give us 20, 20 good minutes somewhere, you'll feel, you'd feel a lot better about that if you saw more on the court this year, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing it yeah. probably baffled him and yeah. people too. Okay. So this weekend, April 24th at – no, not April 24th. Is it yeah. April 24th? Yeah, April 24th, my fault. <laughs> we did the same thing. We did the same thing a few weeks ago when we were talking about it. April 24th, this Saturday at noon, the spring football game. I'm very what? excited about – sorry, that's my dog. Oh, your, dog your dog's very excited too. <laughs> he's, he's, spring game. Yeah. yeah. Team he, Red. Okay. What is he doing? Yeah, he's he's very excited. The spring game is on, and if you want to watch it live, you got to watch it on the Fox Sports app. But on BTN, they're showing it at 4 p.m. on delay. And they sold out the tickets. So, what is it, 5,000 tickets? But that's so you can't go. That's, better, that's yeah. better than most. Yeah, I'll be watching it at 4. I don't know if – is the Fox Sports app free? Can people watch that or? Uh, I assume I, I if think so. Better, you'd probably just log in that way. So if yeah, you, I if might watch that. I don't know that. I'll probably watch it on BTN. If you're an idiot, was, like you still haven't figured out how to cut the cord and get what you want, then you can probably log in through your cable. Yeah. So, are you guys? I have. Are you cable guys? Or I have both. I st- I have it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm like uh, you know I work hard to make enough money to be able to have. Wait, what's the I point want. of having? What's, <laughs> what's the point of having both? Isn't that a little redundant though? I mean, I've got like Hulu. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like I've, I've you know I've got the cable because I need the internet really, and then the stuff that comes with that, and I've got I've got one you know, app for, for, uh, some soccer teams that I follow. And then I've got one, you know, I've got Amazon prime cause I've got Amazon prime anyway. I've got Hulu cause it comes with the Disney ESPN plus bundle. Yeah. MSP- I guess I've got those too. I- so like they all kind of, a lot of them kind of just naturally come together. I mean, I, I think I've got Peacock prime or whatever, or some shit or because it comes with whatever Xfinity joint I've got now, like a lot of it's less, kind of independent and paying separately than than you would expect well there's two problems for me one it's like you got to be elon musk to figure out how to do it cut the cord and get all the sports channels and games yep. you want, especially for me with maryland and then second 
I don't plan my viewing. I like to just, I'm like an old man. I like to look through the guide and be like, Ooh, uh, the first 48's on, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but if I'm just sitting there without that guide, I'm not going to think. So I feel like I'm missing all of my awful shows that I watch. Yeah. And, and my thing is like the first time I, you know, cut the cord and I missed a game or something that I really wanted to watch. I feel like I'd implode upon myself and just jump out a window. Yeah. Like, like I, I just, in this day and age, I just can't, I can't not have access to something that I might want to watch at that very moment. So For the longest time you couldn't cut the cord and get the big 10 network. I guess you can now, but anyways, carry yeah. on. Well, the, the regular TV for me is basically sports and that's it. Everything else I watch is on apps now. I watch a ton of YouTube, just like, as we've joked about documentaries and and, documentaries about, you know, ants and submarines. Yeah. Ants are crazy, but deciduous forests. We could go into ants and bees. Insects are amazing. Fuck. I started again. Sorry. Get into insects do the craziest stuff. Bees doing little dances to tell the other bees where, where certain flowers are. They got pollen. It's crazy stuff. All right. Anyway. Sorry, Larry, I can't hear. <laughs> oh, did we get that fixed? Okay. Yes. All right. I, I, you, you brought me there. You brought me there. I had to. I know. I, I feel very. It. I feel very bad for our listeners for having done that. So the point is, watch it on Fox Sports app live at twelve tomorrow. Sorry, not tomorrow. Saturday, <laughs> the twenty fourth, right? <laughs> the twenty fourth. Can't get the day straight. Or you can watch the replay on BTN at four. I read the press release. There was some cool stuff in there. Seven all big 10 honorees coming back for the Terps in 2020. They are Paul. Can you name them quickly? Go. Oh no, no chance. Um, <laughs> Nick cross was yes. all something. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, was so Duncan be- Duncan on one yeah. of those teams? Yes. Um, shoot. I don't know. I don't care. Demas. Still, right? Yes. Demas was on. Still, uh, still, yes. Still was on. You got four. Um, you remember there's freshman teams and honor, honorable mentions and all that too. So, well, Talia might have been on a freshman team, or I guess he's not a freshman. Yes, but, but yes, he's one. Okay. Two more. Two more. Jared on. Jared was honorable mention, wasn't he? Yes, that's six. What about uh, Nisilakite? Seven. Make, oh, my God, you guys. Seven nice. for seven. Nice. You didn't even get one wrong. Very good. Seven. All big ten. Honorees coming back, and you guys just nailed it. Another cool stat I saw on there. Maryland returns 85% with total production from 2020 to the 2021 team. 2021 team, the 10th highest returning production of any team in the country. Pretty cool. That's nice. Another right. st- Another stat, 18th ranked recruiting class, back-to-back seasons with a five-star recruit for the first time ever since they started doing this stuff. That's the first time Maryland's had back-to-back years with a five-star recruit. And there are only 11 teams in the country that have done that the past two seasons. Maryland has won. They did not list those 11 teams, so I will not make you guess, although <laughs> some of them some of them are very obvious. Pretty right? sure they are, yeah. Right. After the anyway, SEC. I read through the press release. I thought that stuff was really interesting. Some stuff to look for in the game, which I thought was pretty neat. And obviously, 
the rest of the stuff you're going to look for, you're going to look for the players. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. And it's just a, a glorified scrimmage. It's really hard. I always have, have the same issue every year. When one player from Maryland does something very good, it means some other player from Maryland has done something bad. So it's really hard to gauge. Some player gets a sack. Okay, awesome. But does that mean the offense? Exactly. So I don't know whatever to make of the offense of the spring game, but it's fun to watch. It gets you excited. And if you're a football nerd, it's good to watch like I am and Paul is. Jeff yeah, it's fo- football. So it's a, it's a weird thing, right? Like watching your team play against your team. I always love going to the spring game and watching the cheerleaders like cheering for both teams in a way. And it's, it's weird. Um, I wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just watching the cheerleaders silence. Yes. Um, the, the game itself isn't really important to me. I mean, I, I think it's kind of like Jeff said earlier about how you want to see a guy jump off the screen at you. Um, I think that's kind of what I look for in a spring game. Just to, uh, somebody that, that maybe you, you weren't thinking about who just looks the part. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to have a situation where like some guy's going to go out there and, you know, catch, you know, 10 balls for 200 yards. Like that's typically not how it works, but you'd like to see Talia do well. I think Maryland's quarterback situation is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, not because we don't think Talia is the real deal, but because he's a little guy who has gotten hurt already a couple of times and there's nothing but walk-ons behind him. And I just don't know how that's a tenable situation, especially now apparently Nigerian is, is, is got gotten banged up too. So I guess I would like to see whoever is back there at quarterback. Who's not named Talia Tagliavola. Oh God. I got to practice that. The worst anyone's ever butchered it, man. I felt good about it going in too. and just <laughs> totally blew it. Um, I will be interested to see whoever is not him, uh, how they do and whether they can at least show they've got some command of the offense. I, the running back situation for me is, is still a question mark. I know lots of people are, are high on Fleet Davis being the number one. I, I just don't see it. I, I haven't seen it. Um, of course, I didn't see it with Funk either, and I was 100% wrong about that, so I'd be happy to be wrong again. But I've always felt like like Fleet Davis is that just really good kind of guy close to the goal line that gets you some tough yards when you need him and yeah. catch the ball out of the backfield. But I don't know if he's a guy you want to give the ball to 20, 20 times a game. So I'd like to see Boone and Jacobs do well. Hopefully there, there's been some talk about this walk-on who's uh, who's in pretty good. Um, and then I guess, I guess you want to see some from the linebacker core, right? I mean, you've got all this talent back there, but you want to see him perform. Um, and then see if they're, you know, what happens in August when some of that defensive recruiting class comes in and go from there. But I, I think those are just a couple of position groups on my mind. Yeah, um, the offensive line is, is probably the scariest thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I didn't even bring it up because it's just always, you know, it's always a problem. I'm with you on Fleet Davis, too. He hasn't, not to say he can't do what Funk did last year, but he hasn't shown. Shown that he's a capable running back at this level, and he's a good receiving back too, which is nice. But they had just have a lot of dudes right now, but not one main dude. You know, they got yeah. Those freshmen from last year need to be need to step up this year. 
Yeah, I'd like to see if Penny Boone lost like 20 pounds. I, I think, you know, that's he needs to get to a weight where he can really take advantage of the body and, and a skill that he has. He's got um, great feet for big. I asked somebody over there about that the other day. He said he's lost a little bit, but he looks like pretty much the same guy. And maybe that's just his body type. Yeah, could he could just be like a Bettis guy, and that's just the way he yeah. carries weight, and and that's fine if you're you've got his level of, of athleticism, um, you know. So you'd like to see something there. Um, the receivers, I'm confident in. I feel like the corners, I'm confident in. Most of the secondary, I'm confident in. Uh, the defensive line, you'd like to see some stuff there, but the converse to that is it means they're tearing up the offensive line, which we're not sure about. So. Um, you know, and we've some we've seen some fool's gold uh, in spring games from defensive yeah. linemen too. So I don't know. It's you know, like I said, the game itself is not very important. You'd much rather have that totality of the fifteen practices to try and see where guys are at and and where the the level of talent is. Um, and we obviously aren't, aren't privy to that, but I don't know. I always enjoy it. It's nice to see some football being played, whatever time of the year it happens to be. I feel and like no, for no injuries. Yeah. This could be the deepest receiver group and the most talented defensive back group since the Phrygian years, legitimately. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of evidence of that last year. Those three young corners are really good. Uh, and then the receiver, the receiver list is just ridiculous at this point. So, that's and it really – go ahead, Paul. I was to say it really says something when you when you talk about that and then talk about those stats that Larry had brought up earlier with the returning production. I mean, you can you know this is year three of the rebuild, and it does kind of feel like they're a little bit ahead of pace in terms of turning over the roster and getting in a level of talent that's required to win in this conference. Um, but you're getting to the point where you, you really got to start to see it on the field and see it consistently. You're going to have a full schedule this year. Yep. Uh, you know, barring disaster. So, um, you know, it's, it's time to show out a little bit and this is kind of the first chance to see it. Should be fun. Should be fun. I can't wait to see it. Sorry. My dog is, I don't know what he's doing for that noise in the background. See, we're Should not, be- we're not doing the YouTube and the whole thing's falling apart. I was muting a second ago because he's he's playing with some toy or something. I can't get it away from him. He's a yeah, he's sixty pound spring game. He can't control himself. That's right. <laughs> the sixty pound husky. When he doesn't want you to get something, you don't get it. He's a he's a big Mason Lunsford fan. He wants to see him ball out. Yeah, he's really interested in the uh, the kickoff situation and if this new walk on punter can get more touchbacks. In the- yeah. Well, you know, he's got to get that first look at Stewart's uh, three four. I think that's really, it's really yeah. important. He is named Ghost after Ghost from Game of Thrones. If you, well, I thought it was going to be Ghostface Killer. <laughs> no, Wu Tang. You know who it is, Larry? Yes, he's an wow. '80s rapper. No, no, try again. No, not '80s, '90s. Uh, more Wu-Tang like Wu Tang Clan. Was yeah. he in the Wu Tang Clan? The Wu-Tang? The Wu-Tang. I said Wu-Tang. Oh, I thought you said Wu-Tang. I guess I just assumed you would pronounce it wrong. (laughs) No, he's named Ghost after Ghost from Game of Thrones because he is a husky and he's all white, just like Ghost from Game of Thrones for anyone who watched that show. 
So anyway, I have a non-rants report for you guys from our boy Wheels. Oh, boy. I know you guys are so excited. Here it is. This is Wheels with your non-revenue sports report. Men's soccer earned a berth to the NCAA tournament and will play Missouri State down in Wilmington, North Carolina on May 2nd. Men's baseball swept a three-game stand against Ohio State to bring its season record to a game above 500, and they head this weekend to Iowa for a four-game set against Iowa and Northwestern. Women's softball has a four-game homestand against Michigan and is looking to end an overall four-game losing streak. Women's tennis enters the Big Ten tournament, hoping to gain positive momentum for next year coming off of a dismal 2021 season. Women's lacrosse has uncharacteristically struggled to a 7-5 record, losing this past weekend to Rutgers. They enter the Big Ten tournament next weekend. Finally, the top-ranked men's lacrosse team heads to Johns Hopkins for its final regular season game, looking to cap a perfect 10-0 regular season. And that is it for your non-revenue report. Boom! God. Wheels! That's way worse when I actually have to listen to it. Is that the first time we've uh, made it happen? Yeah. No, we, no, we made it happen a couple other times. Well, but we couldn't hear, hear it. Though. No, no, no. The first, at least one time I played it and you guys were able to hear it, but that was before we went to YouTube. And then the problem is we're on YouTube and I'm sharing things through Zoom. I have to share different things for you to hear them. So I have to switch. And this is what I'm talking about, why I like to do all that testing and why I did not want to go live today when I didn't have time to prepare fully. So <laughs> anyway, you got to hear the non-rose report. I'm not dealing with videos, so it made it doing this audio easier. And thank you, Wheels, for the great report. As always, the man on top of the non-revenue scene. He's got it all covered. A lot of good stuff happening in the lacrosse team. Everybody should be excited about them. They've got a shot to win the whole thing. They're very good. Yeah, they're really good. Yes. The soccer team is not its normal self, but did make the tournament. I don't think they're going to go far, though. So no, we'll see. they're not. Yeah. I have a fill-in-the-blank for you guys to end the show. Normally, we do this with guests when they come on, but since we don't have one, and you guys haven't done it in a while, I thought I'd give you one. So we'll start with Jeff. We've got three each. Jeff. The player on next year's basketball team with the highest scoring average will be. Oh, you are you are really good at that. Um, I'll say Eric Ayala, just because I think he's the likeliest to come back, and he also happened to be the leading scorer this year. So we'll play the odds. One of the biggest takeaways from the show is going to be now twice Jeff intimating that Ayala will be back. That would be very good. Okay, Paul, the number of games Talia Tungavailoa will play next year will be? Oh, man. Yep. You're, you're, picking <laughs> at, you're picking at my soul here a little bit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I want to say 13, Lawrence, but um, I am a Maryland fan and I have lived our history, so I'm going to say uh, eight. I mean, eight? I thought you were gonna say like ten. No, oh. I, I just he just he just he's a little guy. He's a little guy, and little guys just get banged up. I don't think he's gonna like you know have like a horror injury that we're used to, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just gets banged up and has to miss you know some games here and there. You know what that does to the record, by the way? Jeez, 
Yeah. Everybody, you think I'm not aware of that? You think I'm not aware of that? People talk about seven, eight, nine wins well, next I'm year, not, counting bowl game. None yeah, of I'm that's not. happening. If What is going on with my duck? Can you guys I'm hear that, that in the guy. background? Oh, he, yeah. I see. He's chewing on an empty water bottle. That's what's going on. Okay. Anyway. All right. Yeah, man. I apologize. He's, he's just brought up the Kalia thing, and he's starting to panic. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I pissed him off. All right. Jeff. The biggest impact, we didn't even talk about this in the show, I can't believe it, but the biggest impact Danny Manning will have on the basketball team will be? Yeah, great news break, guys. <laughs> <laughs> New assistant coach, and we're just like, ah, whatever. Just yeah. a dude. Um, the big man, developing big man. I mean, he was – I talked to a friend at Kansas today, a guy who follows Kansas very closely, and he said that when he was there, Bill Self thought that he was the best big man developer in the country. Uh, so obviously he had a lot to work with, with the level of recruits that they get, but you know, he's apparently very good at that. So that's, that's a good thing to have, especially when you just got a really good big man. So, you know, we'll see recruit. I assume he'll be a good recruiter. It's impossible to say because he was a head coach. Now he's moving to assistant in a different area. How motivated is he going to be? Is he here for the long haul? All those kind of things. Where are his ties locally? But I think developing big men is, would be the obvious answer. Yeah, so we skipped over that. <laughs> yeah, well done. We well, had now. to talk about the, the IMS musical. We didn't have time for yeah, that. Yeah, we skipped through our, our, our lengthy uh, list of topics. Yes. Paul, the breakout star on next year's football team will be? Oh, that's interesting. Um, let's, let's say... Um, I think it's going to be uh, Ruben Hippolyte. And I, you know, he played some last year and he looked good when he did, but I don't think anybody would, would consider him one of the, one of the stars of last year's team. I think this year he's going to, he's going to turn out to be a monster. Okay. That'd be very good. Very good. Especially considering the loss of chance Campbell, Jeff, the best nineties rap song was. Oh, wow. Best '90s rap song. That's tough. Um, You'll be judged forever on an answer like this. Like that is a that's hefty. Yeah, that's really tough. I would say "Juicy" by Biggie. Maybe I think a lot of people would say that was probably it. Okay, late '90s, right? Not early to that's that's mid to late '90s. I mean, that's that that's in the realm of acceptable answers, right? Like everybody's gonna have a favorite, but you probably got you know, 15, 20 songs or you could say, and everybody would be like, ah, yeah, okay. And the either crazy that, part is? Either that or one of those from like Dr. Dre when that, that was just a whole new sound, Dre and Snoop. See, that was my, that was my first thought. I was, yeah. I was thinking, you know, you could throw Dre Day out there or something and, and yeah. nobody's going to be like, no, no way. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, you hit me out of the blue with that. I'm sure after we finish, I'll think of something I like better. The crazy part is, is I have Juicy lined up as our outro song today. You really How be about that? You really How about that? I did. Wow. I do. Wow. All right, Paul, last one. Who told Larry about Juicy? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually going to well, be some Depeche Mode song by the same <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I didn't, I didn't like Depeche Mode. I like, like Depeche Mode. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> 
that's 70s, Paul. We're talking 90s. <laughs> wagon. Also 70s, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sure they were still alive in the 90s. I, yeah, all right. but all their good stuff came out. Billy Joel. It's going to be a Billy Joel song called Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. Billy Joel, did, I don't think he did much in the 90s. Yeah. He was probably doing like oh. movie soundtracks, like cartoon movie soundtracks by that point. Well, his big stuff was in the 70s and a little bit in the 80s for sure. Anyway, Paul, <laughs> the last one for you. The worst way to die would be. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> the worst way to die would be. I knew you were going to complain. I mean, that was I the mean best he, part. He, got a, he got a rap song and I get like, worst way to die. Are you trying to give yes. me a message here? Yeah, the worst way to or is die. Is this just how we is this how we should all prepare for football season? Like just thinking of the worst way to die because that's probably what it'll feel like uh, when we start playing. <laughs> I, I'm not answering. I don't know. Fucking um, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Having to watch Duke basketball win national championships over and over until you like your eyeballs explode. I just thought you were going to say drowning or something, because that would be awful. Well, that's boring. Or getting burned alive would suck, too. Drowning is the correct answer. I don't know. I think think fire. I would go with fire. Yeah, they're both bad. We're being serious about the the deathscapes here. Uh, How how about this? Fire Getting buried alive, so you just die slowly over the course of days. That yeah, would that, be pretty. Yeah, that that'd be a dagger. Dark moments that you've been having. Yeah, I mean, you all right over there? Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny because I knew you'd complain about it. So that, that would dude, be the funniest part. <laughs> that's just that's just a dark ass way to end a football and recruiting recruiting podcast. <laughs> but juicy. Hey guys, see you see you next week. <laughs> Hopefully none of us die. Yeah, hopefully nobody dies horribly in a car crash or something. Yes. We'll see. Juicy. There was a band called Better Than Ezra has a song called Juicy that's very good as well. Better Than Ezra, one hit wonder. See, but What was was their hit? It was good, right? Yeah. I'm not even trying to sing it, but you know. They they actually had a couple hits, to be fair. Did they? Yeah, they did have a couple other songs, which uh, I remember because I was at an HF festival and they were there. And I remember being like, oh, I recognize this. Oh, I recognize this, too. So they had stuff. I was always curious who Ezra was. Like, if they're better than Ezra. Maybe Ezra was like the previous lead singer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who's who's Ezra? Like, what did Ezra do to deserve this? I don't know, but they got a song called Juicy and it's really cool. It's kind of. Funky. Maybe maybe Juicy was the song that I recognized. I don't know. Maybe. It and is a good that, song, though. A good episode, fellas. Yeah. Good episode. We have two major things coming up. One, in 135 days, Maryland versus West Virginia. We're planning on it now, and hopefully this comes to fruition. Our first live on location show. We're going to do it. Maybe at Paul's tailgate. How fun would that be if we could get power out there or at Looney's, whatever. Then we're going to run the mile with the team for Midnight Madness. Those are the two big things. I'm going to remind you guys, every episode about this through the summer, into the fall, and make sure that both of these things happen. And we can – 
We can do them live on YouTube. Go ahead. What? I, yeah, I think it would be fun to broadcast live from the mile run. Um, yeah. And do like the whole do the whole thing. Like like I might I might dress up in my basketball attire um, so that we could. I mean I mean let's be honest. I'm not running anything. I, I will walk the mile maybe, or if I can get like a like one of those gators or something, I'll I'll drive that around for a mile. But uh, I, I imagine we could have a lot of fun with that. Now uh, that being said. Um, we've, uh, this particular podcast has, uh, has not been the nicest, uh, perhaps the most, uh, cheerleaderish of the, uh, of the Turgeon era. So I, I hope that we're allowed there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. There might, might need to be some, uh, some arrangements made. I might be able to call in a favor, but I like to save my favors <laughs> for like news, but I might spend one on this yeah um, just like hey guys you know no hard feelings right uh, <laughs> yeah how about we get more you paul than either one of us ah well shit yeah it is more paul but jeff how about we get turgeon back on the show that'd be fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see if we can make that <laughs> yeah how many favors is that gonna cost i i i had some good questions for him I bet you do. Yeah, you know that I am not afraid to ask pointed questions at people. I've done it many times. So. Yeah, that's why I that's why I don't try to get Turgeon on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Look, man. well, dude, you nobody pissed off DJ Durkin quite like you did. That yeah, was, that I was emotionally fun. scarred uh, from how awkward and painful that one was. Yeah, because well, the, he, the first time he came on, the first time he came on was great. Larry said, true or false, Maryland will win a Big Ten title while you are the head coach. And there was like 10 seconds of the most painful silence ever. <laughs> yeah. like, Come on, man. That's a fan question. Well, I mean, that was the thing. That's like, not a coach question. You got anything else? And I think we just ended the interview after that. Yeah. No, listen, listen. Larry did, Larry did absolutely nothing wrong in that interview. I mean, it's not Larry's fault that this guy's a fucking psychopath who hasn't even watched a movie this with his true. family in like a year. True. You know, like, come on. Yeah, here's the thing. He, he was on the show twice. The first time he came on was shortly after he got hired. He came on. He was super cordial, super nice. We did all the same stuff. We did the games. We did the fill in the blank with him. We made him do the bumper, everything, and it was fine. The second time he came on, it was early in the morning. Jeff and I had to record it at something like 8 a.m. Do you remember, Jeff? Yeah. And the guys in the athletic department, was it Zach at the time? I think mm -hmm. it was Zach, who hooked us up with him and basically twisted Durkin's arm to get on and be on with us. I didn't realize he was just going to be in a pissy mood. And he was yeah. just in a pissy mood and in no mood for any of that fun stuff that we do. So when I ask kind of playful questions like that, he just took it as like he he didn't want to deal with it the yeah. last one i asked him was uh this is really funny i'm trying to remember it exactly but it was something like uh it was true or false i think and i said true or false you have a well-balanced lifestyle between work and home life true <laughs> or false and he and he goes uh uh sure like that <laughs> and we're like oh my god and then see but larry 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 you you like had a window into his soul like 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 we figured it out 
Like nobody was willing to like listen to that and be like, man, this guy's fucked up. You know, but <laughs> no one heard like, that. You know, we we figured that out. Yeah. No one heard that. We cut the interview was probably oh, 15 minutes long. One? We got we talked to the athletic department. They're like, you gotta cut this question, <laughs> this question, this, like, and so we cut the entire true or false. Some of it was fine, but one of them was those. And the other question I asked was with Paul, or sorry, what Jeff said earlier, we cut that. Um, I'm trying to remember. It went from a 15-minute interview down to something like seven. We cut out <laughs> half of it because they didn't want anyone to hear it. And I guess it's okay to say this now, but maybe should I even delete this now? No. No. No? Okay. We all know no, how I mean, it turned out with them at this point, so. Yeah. I mean, there's been multiple times when they've directed us in certain ways, not directed, but very strongly urged certain things. And, you know, I would say there are a them, lot so. of, I'd say a lot of those times we, we somewhat agree with them. Like, like, right, of course. you know, cause it's, it's something yeah. we get into that maybe we shouldn't. And that's fine. This was just, Hey, can you delete those segments where DJ Durkin's a dick? Cause we don't want that out there. <laughs> you know? Right. And one of the times, one of the big ones I remember we interviewed a recruit who had just committed. I'm not going to say the name, he talked about something that the staff did during the recruiting process. And afterward they said, you got to cut it. We don't want people to know that. Right. So we did fine. So, right. Makes sense. But you know, we, we got to work with them in some ways. No, I mean, it's, I, I don't think anybody will accuse us of being too patty cake with the, with the uh, athletic department. <laughs> if they've listened to anything that's been said on the show in the past, I don't know, month. Yeah. Well, like we said, we're not here the turtle, so we're not going to only say the positive things. We're going to, if negative things are happening, we're going to be honest about it. And it's not an insult to them. I mean, they're a university-run podcast. They're going to be yeah, right. They they're fine. To, yes. Like they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not a competitor of ours. Like they. No, they're you know interviews, and I have a they have a great show. I have a and yeah, they do. And, and uh, Keith, one of the hosts I know, is a, is a really good guy, but. Uh, I have a slight suspicion this Martinez kid who committed, I have he has not answered any of my requests. If he pops up on here the turtle tomorrow, I have a feeling that they uh, they told him don't talk with anybody else. Maybe maybe that's the paranoia. What, what did I email you, Jeff? What did I say? Yeah, he said it. He said he's. I said to Paul, I said I can't get this kid. He's not answering texts, DMs, anything. He said he's taking his talents to hear the turtle. So if he pops up on there tomorrow, I know what you guys are up to. I'm on to your, uh, your tactics. Yeah, man. Don't make us go next level on you because we like you now. Don't, don't, don't push it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I've been sending out some new feelers for other people to have his guests on the show. I told you last time what I did. I sent some more out. Hopefully. Yeah, now we'll we got some, we got some, we got some good ideas for some, uh, some off-season stuff. So uh, we're gonna, oh we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna break that down. Get some, get some uh, cool people on who are a little bit different, but still in the Terp universe. Got some good games and stuff. So fun, we'll be, some fun, fun topics to do during the summer. Yeah, so we got three months of three months of fun before we get into like August and really can dig back into football again. Yeah. All right. I think we have. Touched on all the pertinent topics except for Danny Manning. And all of the unpertinent ones. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, that's like the the famous quote when someone said, what do we talk about now? And you said, anything but Maryland sports. <laughs> if you remember that, that yes. was in, in one of the intros for a while. No, I remember so that one. I couldn't yeah. even tell you why, because there have been so many re- ways or times I would have felt that way. But yeah, yeah. Was, all good that way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it, it is the summer now. I know next season, sorry, excuse me, next week we're not going to be doing a show. Maybe in two weeks, we'll figure that out. We'll let you guys know. And if we're going to be live, we will definitely let you guys know. And we'll make sure you guys have all the links and info so that you can be part of the show and be interactive with us because we love it. We love Follow us on Twitter, show. Facebook, YouTube. subscribe on YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. We'll we need a thousand time. subscribers on YouTube and then we can start monetizing the show. There you go. There you go. So not that that's a big deal, but it would be fun to see a few cents per episode come in. A couple cents. Yeah. Or new, new microphones. Yeah. New microphones. All right, guys. Good show. We'll see you guys maybe in a couple weeks. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey e. B, Kick it free Funk, Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same